0: my love to give. Survive. I will survive. Hey, hey. Yes, I will survive. Well, fresh from winning their record breaking 12th World Cup and in dominant fashion too. Uh, doubts over the financial viability of Australia's uh, netball's top competition have been aired in details from a report written by David Gallup on the state of the sport in Australia. And in a large part, the Super Netball League was pointed to by many outside, including us here, as to why the Diamonds level of play was so high in South Africa. But questions have been raised, especially from the community level if the current funding model is right. In fact, here in New Zealand, uh, we are crying out to perhaps get back in, in an alliance with Australian netball to lift our standard. We see it as the only way back. Uh, for full transparency purposes, our boss here at SEN, Craig Hutchinson, is a big believer in the director, direction of netball. Only very recently it was announced that SEN and Hutchie have uh, been awarded the Super Netball Licence for a Victorian-based team in the league in 2024, and this team will replace Collingwood, who was unable To run a viable program Uh, Hutchie says look we see it as an opportunity Here to step up and ensure Victorian netball community gets the second team it deserves We firmly believe in the direction Of the Netball Australia board It's Chief Executive Kelly Ryan And the leadership team Said that uh, just a month ago Well Carla Yeager is a sports reporter For The Age in Melbourne Has uh, covered both the Diamonds World Cup success As well as details of this report Into the state of netball Carla thanks very much for your time this morning It's a pleasure Carla, now this is uh, very interesting and and very concerning. On the back of uh, what we'd perceive over here is uh, Australian netball being in a very healthy situation, as such, Um, but it appears not.
1: Well, yeah, it's, it's a really interesting one. Uh, so this report was handed down about 12 months ago, and uh, Netball Australia was really transparent about the existence of the report, but never released its findings. Uh, it came after a private equity bid uh, for the league, which was about a $6.5 million bid. And Netball Australia rejected it and said that they needed further due diligence before they even considered private equity. What this report found was that the the league is losing millions of dollars, and it's being propped up by the money from the grassroots levels of the game. Uh, it said that without significant change to the model, that the both the leagues and the teams are on track to lose around 7.5 million dollars in the next three years. So by 2026, uh, obviously a very concerning number for what is considered the Premier Domestic Netball League.
0: So, Carla, how is it losing that much money? Are, are we overpaying players? Uh, uh, um, you know, I, I just can't get my head around when you do budgets for things. You blow them out by so much.
1: Again, a great question. The They do say in the report that the players are being... Uh, not not necessarily that they're being overplay- overpaid, but that they can't afford the current levels of what the players are receiving. Um, in 2021, newly after the Foxtel deal was signed, uh, Kelly Ryan announced a 22% pay increase to uh, the the league's players, which meant that the maximum amount that a player would receive was around the $91,000 uh, mark. So it's saying that they can't afford that, which obviously is putting the ongoing pay negotiations between uh we've got both a TPA and a CPA. They're both being negotiated and it puts them in into question.
0: The other thing of of note in terms of players that this league because of its uh, financial status at this point, attracts some pretty good stuff from, uh, when I'm talking about stuff, I'm talking about coverage, etc. cetera, but some real great talent too from overseas. I mean, it is a drawcard competition.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, I think we, we saw that in the World Cup. We had an incredible uh, competition. We had We had new, you know, Jamaica was amazing and a lot of those players were built up through this league. And I think something that's really important to note that this report found was there wasn't an issue with the structure of the league itself. The issue was that there hasn't been enough done to capitalise on on the league, to promote it, to get money, to, you know, make it what it had been envisioned as, which was the commercial jewel of Australian netball.
0: Mm. The interesting thing too, you, you talk about the, the deal with uh, Foxtel. I mean, it wouldn't be such a, an issue perhaps if that was to... Uh, be finishing at the end of this year or maybe next year but it goes through under the current structure as such till 2026 which clearly is not sustainable
1: Mm. the other thing to note is that there has been you know we've been speaking to people who are really familiar with that broadcast deal now it is um seven million dollars for every every year there has been uh, insiders have been telling us, you know, why couldn't there be a all star league, a, a championship match, you know, bringing um, a, a clash between the silver phones, those kind of things that under the contract of this deal could happen. Uh, so there is a lot of frustration among people inside the sport, people looking in, that there is this kind of stagnation that. Many people feel that the administration have the tools and the levers to do something about this, but for whatever reason, are not.
0: Carlo, uh, very interesting to to read your article, and and there you also quote viewing figures, participation level, etc. And still, netball is the most participated uh, in terms of. Um, Women and uh, girls playing across Australia on but now, of course, with uh, the football World Cup, of course, uh, you've got uh, a professional competition in terms of rugby league. I just wonder how much pressure it is on, and how how a poor a time this is to reflect this uh, this kind of situation. Mm. What one
1: uh, former player told me, she said that you know. Netball has existed in the silo for so long that it has very proudly been a sport for women, for girls, run by women and girls. The issue there is that this head start they had on what has really been this, this capturing of women's sport, this professionalisation, that instead of capitalising on that and forging ahead and being the pioneers, they have stagnated and have continued to while other sports overtake them. Another really um, senior figure within netball said that, you know, we're in the rearview mirror of NRL, which is rugby and, and Aussie rules. They're not even looking at us as a competitor, which it is not. And I think it really goes back to this thing of there is not an issue with the sport. The sport is beloved. It is the highest participation sport. In australia for women and girls what can we do now to bring it back up and and make it as com- in that competitive landscape for the rules for nrl um we'll see what happens i suppose
0: well carla the interesting thing i mean normally when you look at how you're going to build um you know rebuild or or build something around perhaps heroes. You've got heroines, I mean you are the world champions and by quite some margin as well. So for this situation to exist when you are basically on top of the world and have been for quite some time is one of the more alarming things than that I can think of from the outside.
1: Mm. And you know, I, I think even if we look at the the Diamonds winning um, the World Cup, their 12th world title, they did not receive a, a cent in um, a bonus. And if you look comparatively to, if the Matildas had won, they were getting upwards of, of a $200,000 bonus. Um, and and that kind of disparity is concerning for people who are being this, this talent pathway, that instead of going to netball, they might go to NRL, they might go to AFL, they might go to soccer. Uh, and that is something that is, is a very real concern. When we do have the best team in the world.
0: Outside money coming in. Now, um, this deal that you talked about uh, briefly, the 6.5, that was from um, a company called Tier 1. But my mind goes back not that long ago to uh, around about $15 million, which was uh, on a plate from Gina Reinhart, uh, and that sponsorship was withdrawn as well. So we're talking there about, what, $21.5 million, which was – Pretty much turned down
1: yeah, so so that was actually uh, a sponsorship for the diamonds. Uh, it wasn 't a, a, mm. a buy out of the league, um, and that was replaced by a Victorian government sponsorship deal, so that fifteen million dollars has been covered uh, interestingly though um, and what copped a bit of criticism was uh, the Victorian government famously cancelled the com games a couple of months back. And the statements from each of the various sports were pretty scathing. And netballs was, um, you know, they said that they respected and understood the decision. And I think a big part of why they might not have gone as hard against the decision was because of that sponsorship deal. Uh, Which I think is another interesting component because of how impacted netball will be if the Com games is cancelled you know it's not an olympic sport it really relies on the commonwealth games to draw eyeballs and attention to the sport
0: well see now that you've you've uh, written your article and uh, the supposed you know private report has now details of which has been pretty much have been laid on the table for all to see what are you expecting perhaps the action will be i, I quoted the fact that um our owner um uh, Craig Hutchinson has um, bought the rights to uh, replace a Victorian team uh, because Collingwood are out. What, what do you, how do you perceive the strength of or the, the future of this league ongoing?
1: Mm. It's really important to note that Nepal Australia and Kelly Ryan has said that you know they are not too concerned by the details of this report. That it is older figures. Um, they very much have downplayed the findings. And you know, Sen, um, they seem very excited and invigorated by the potential of the sport. I think that there is, you know, a huge potential in the the Super League. Hopefully, we see something, you know, what what the people that I have been speaking to is hoping for is. Private equity is capital injection, and Kelly Ryan did, did tell us that that is something that they are looking into. I think sooner rather than later is what people are hoping for. Whether or not that happens is a is a question yet to be answered.
0: From a, a selfish New Zealand point of view, uh, one of the reasons uh, <laughs> uh, raised raised my uh, eyebrows yesterday when I read through your report. Um, was the fact that we have been saying over here, our netballers uh, dropped away, fourth in the World uh, Championships. It's the worst placing we've ever had. And we're sort of mm-hmm. aligning, it to, uh, aligning it to the fact that we have not uh, had enough competition with Australian netballers uh, because uh, that that league was axed as well. We want it back. Mm-hmm. We, we feel as if we need it back. Is there a future there, you see? <laughs>
1: I think that's probably a question for Kelly Ryan rather than me. Um, you know, I, I I think it would be amazing to have a uh, a, a league separate. You know, uh, this is something that has been discussed. You know, why, why don't we have an all-championship league? Why don't we have these kind of, and we see it in other sports, um, you know, these quite commercial leagues that really bring in a lot of um, revenue, which netball desperately needs right now. Uh, and, you know, it would be beneficial to the players. What I have heard, and, and in um, not so good news for you, is that uh, from a commercial side, they felt that it was... The majority of people I've spoken to are very happy with the decision that was made back in 2017 to forge our, um, our own domestic league away from New Zealand.
0: So, um, in... Just looking at the the overseas players, the uh, quotient of overseas players, do you expect now that uh, their participation levels will drop away because they're the highest price targets, I would imagine? Uh,
1: I think, again, that it, that is a question that, you know, we'll have to see how it plays out. Uh, we'll have to see how these pay negotiations play out. They've been, um, you know, the centre of yet another controversy after... Nepal Australia refused to announce the World Cup squad until a deal had been formalised. That ended with an extension of the current deal to continue negotiations. Uh, I really think that it is a, a wait and watch. Uh, certainly, we hope that won't be the case um, because it's been incredible to watch these really amazing players. It's, it's boosted the league. I think that would be unfortunate. But with the way it's going...
0: Uh, who knows you know well Carla it's been great to catch up uh, with you I'd really enjoyed uh, reading a very informative article that uh, you put down especially the, the viewership numbers etc have been quite revealing and uh, quite conflicting actually for reports from one avenue and reports from another but uh, we shall keep a very close eye on it because of course we've got a vested interest in it because at some point uh, I think uh, from our standard point of view we need to reconnect in some form but uh, thank you so much for your time this morning really do appreciate it and uh, well, those Matildas, eh? Hey, didn't they light your country up? Ah, oh,
1: yeah, they're the best. Go, Tillys! Thanks, Ian.